Welcome to the Broken Agenda Podcast, sponsored by Laughing Rock Technology. <laughs> that would be like me trying to sweep Tyler's leg, and he'd be like, what was that? <laughs> he would just look embarrassed for me. So, you starting the clock? Yeah, I can run it here now. So, hey everybody, welcome. This is episode something. I don't have an agenda, so I bet it is an episode number. I just can't tell you which one. Uh, the date is November 10th, and today we are talking about supply chain. I know usually we do technology topics, mm-hmm. and, and this is definitely a technology topic, Yeah. but it wasn't really on our list of topics to talk about, but I mean, if you're paying attention to the news at all right now, or looking at the price of gas, or trying to buy any kegs or buy a computer or buy a car or, yeah jimmy's trying to buy a computer that's not going great um you've probably realized that something's wrong so we figured we'd talk about it let's bring it up let's hash it out let's figure out what's happening and uh, <clears throat> let's kind of chat about is there a way out of this or you know is there a path forward um now i don't i don't know so, uh, jimmy you actually had some some heads up on this topic rarely do we ever give you that? But we did this time because, you know, we're starting to like you. Did you do research on supply chain? I mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're, just, we're just winging this one, huh? It was a rough week. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I did have a bunch of stuff gathered for the other topic, and then I just didn't get the. I did a little, but, I mean, it's not like a very easy topic to research. Well, it's not. And, and a Man. lot of people don't understand what the supply chain is like I've talked to a bunch of people about this and they don't really I mean they know I mean they know it in, in broad strokes like mm-hmm. they know that stuff's got to get to a warehouse and then that warehouse has to distribute it to stores and that those stores then sell it to you and it's got to come from wherever it's being made like they know that that happens but I mean I was just listening to an interview with the ex-CEO of I think it was Toyota of America and he was previously the the president of Toyota International, and then he was the CEO of Toyota North America. Uh, now he's, I believe he's retired or he went on to another gig or whatever. So he felt like he could speak freely about what's going on. And he didn't say anything bad about Toyota, but he was trying to explain, at least in terms of the auto industry, what's going on with the supply chain. It was a fascinating interview because he, he's like, he's like, he's like, we've been playing with fire for 30 years. So I, I don't know, it was, what was it? Probably in the 90s, right? Where Japan kind of started this. Japan started the just-in-time inventory. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was Japan, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think they kind of invented it, and, and we obviously embraced it. Mm-hmm. And that's where all of this is coming from. But what, the, what that means, just-in-time inventory, is you only stock what you need to sell right now. So, I mean, in terms of the auto industry, you may be building a line of cars, and that morning, you don't have the seats yet. Like they're coming that day. They might only arrive at your plant two hours before those cars are supposed to have those seats installed. Yep. Um, or tires or brakes or whatever, whatever you're putting out at that point or chips, which we'll talk about in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that puts a lot of faith in the fact that whoever's manufacturing them doesn't have an interruption. I don't know if you guys noticed, but there was a pretty big interruption last couple of years. Um, so, but it's a lot of faith that there won't be an interruption in production that there won't be an interruption in packaging, which there was, that there won't be an interruption in shipping, which there was, that there won't be interruptions at the ports, which there was, that there won't be interruptions with truckers, which there was, and that there won't be interruptions at local retailers or local manufacturers, which 
There was. There was. So not only did it wasn't one part failing, we're experiencing now a total system collapse. Oh yeah, it's funny you say that because I feel like that's what they educated us on back in the day, right? When you were learning about just-in-time inventory, Dell was always the big example they used in my school because uh, Dell was one of the pioneers in the U.S. on it, right? Building the PCs, and you just kind of got it. <clears throat> but that was the big thing to stress: as long as the supply chain stays up, this all works great. Second, something goes down, everything kind of goes to shit. Yeah. Even if you lose one piece in that, that chain, the final mile truckers or whatever, stuff just kind of goes well, to or shit. Or even just one part. One part. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if do you remember the hard drive shortage a few years ago. I do, yeah. It was after the tsunami in Indonesia. Yep. And most of the hard drives that were being made at the time were being made in that area of the world. And you couldn't get, hard, you couldn't get computers because you couldn't get hard drives. Yeah. So even if just one part of that just-in-time goes down, the whole thing fails. I mean, you yeah. got we, millions of computers sitting around without hard drives. They don't run without hard drives. Yep. So. I think what we have right now, it seems like there's the domino effect of things. Like, like you said, we didn't just have one issue. We've had, you know, everything go wrong all at one time. Well, and I, you yeah. know, you're talking like back, you know, when Trump was in office and he you know we have a disruption with china you know i was reading to the suez canal that got jammed up mm-hmm. apparently that had a lot of that created a lot of issues with getting supplies and oh absolutely now you don't got workers you've got you've got barges sitting in the ocean sinking you know we had a barge just sink because it couldn't get it couldn't get unloaded sat in the ocean i think when a hurricane came and sank it is that what happened do you guys hear that? Yeah, it got stuck in the canal. No, that's that's another that's yeah, different. So the canal the, the boat got stuck in the canal, which didn't allow supplies to come through the canal. That was stuck there for like a week. Mm-hmm. Then we had we have barges sitting off the coast that they're not getting unloaded because there's no dock workers. Oh, you're talking about in California. California oh, yeah, and and I think New York. Yeah, and New York, yeah. Okay. California's the big one. Right. Because so, that's where all of our Asian stuff comes from. So, supplies. Yeah, so then you have a boat that sank. A barge that sank that was full of uh, yeah, goods. I Sorry, I didn't realize you went from. So, yeah. you know, now you don't have workers in the plants. I mean, we've got a disaster. Yeah, well, basically, and, and there's at there's, every turn. Well, it's continuing to stack too. So, <clears throat> I think the biggest problem we have right now is they keep dumping money into the economy. So people have discretionary money that they they shouldn't have. Like mm-hmm. it's just money that should not be getting dumped into the economy. Like it's it's artificial. Um, it's well. The classic definition of inflation is is too many dollars chasing too few goods. That is the classic. You know, you go to college and they want they're going to boil it down to one statement. Well, we just keep pumping money into the economy, so people have money, but they can't spend it. So now you're making you're exacerbating the problem because now you're creating a backlog where people are like, well, I'll order it, and when it comes in, I'll get it. So people keep ordering stuff because they have the money to order it, and it's not getting made. And, and nobody's ramping up and nobody can ramp up. We've got artificial unemployment numbers. So people aren't going back to work because we're making it okay to not work. Like, so it, it hasn't stopped. Like, you know, I, I keep hearing these pundits that say, oh, you know, well, it, we should be through the worst of it now because we're getting a, a grapple on COVID. And COVID was one part of this. There was yeah. a lot of things that went into this. I mean, COVID kind of kicked the whole thing off, but you could have, it was possible to write the ship early on. You just, just, nobody did. Mm-hmm. Nobody's had the foresight or engaged on a, a logistics expert or whatever wherever they failed and we're continuing to do it like it's happening right now like nobody's taking the reins on this thing to pull it back in yeah so 
I mean, you look at like the chip shortage in general. I mean, we've we've just literally entered what I I don't know if it be, people call it, but I think we've gone into the space age. I mean, we're we're literally everything is taking chips and tons of chips. You know, now we're now we're ushering in electric vehicles. So you're gonna like like the demand for chips has escalated in every possible way, and we don't we're not getting product from china well so the manufacturing's down and and the demand has probably gone tenfold yeah well and i think what a lot of people don't realize is all right let's talk about you said evs let's talk about cars so a standard no frills car probably has dozens of chips in it Mm -hmm. when your interlock brakes requires a, a board to control them to make sure that they're working your your climate control requires it your cruise control all these things have their own chip panels in the car an advanced car, like like with a lot of features, with you know maybe lane departure warnings and and you know highway sonar things like that, they could have hundreds and hundreds of chips in a single vehicle. So there's chips or sensors in every part of that vehicle. Every single part. So, and I think what a lot of people don't realize or don't care to know, maybe because they're not nerds, um, it costs between fifteen and twenty billion dollars to build a chip plant. Um, and they only last about five years. That's it. So it's a massive upfront investment to build one. And then they age out so fast because manufacturing thresholds change so quickly in the chip world. And the reason they cost so much is if you take a clean room, which the entire facility needs to be a clean room. Mm -hmm. you, you cannot, you have to wear a, basically a hazmat suit the entire time you're in there. Um, the air filtration systems alone are so advanced that they are the air in those facilities is 1,000 times cleaner, less particulate, a thousand-fold more than an operating room in a hospital. That's how clean the air has to be because a single particle of dust that lands on the substrate of a silicon chip ruins the chip. They got to throw it out. It's useless because yeah, yeah, because they're so so precise anymore. It's such a precise process, and we don't we don't make them here. So I mean that's not true. Elon, God bless. Hill Elon. Elon Musk is, is making his own chip plants because he's like, I'm not going to depend on supply chain. I'm making my own. Um, and you are seeing like people start to dabble with the concept like Intel, which is an American company and everything about bringing some manufacturing back over. But I mean, the upfront investment alone is daunting. Yeah. And then you still got years to build the plant. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's going to be a couple of years before they're even up and running. Yeah. That one they're building in Arizona. Is yeah. That, so that's what, two years out? Yeah. Probably be go online maybe 2024. Maybe 2023. Two to three years. But, yeah, I mean, it takes about two years to build one. So so the light at the end of the tunnel, three years from now, is that where we're talking? I predict we're going to feel ripples from this all the way out to 2030. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's, you shut down the entire global economy for a year. It, it, and people didn't stop living. Yeah. They can't do that. And now we're seeing problems with food. But a lot of this is also artificial. Did you see that... Um, uh, What's the name of the federal department that uh, a BLM, the Bureau of Land yeah, Management? Manage, yep. They're now putting restrictions on farmers to be able to use public land for grazing. So this is a huge part of why we're seeing a beef shortage. So farmers are like, well, if I can't use public land for grazing, I can't maintain a herd. Yep. So I need to now either sell off my herd or slaughter them. And I, I can't replace them because I have no place to graze. Yeah. So they're shutting down access to federal land 
which is not even a good ecological decision because the grazing actually keeps fire threats from, yep. from coming into play and it helps land management actually you know the stuff the cows leave behind actually helps the land it helps manage the land yeah, yeah. it's all part of land management but I, I think this all comes back to a lot of this is um, driven by co2 concerns so they're back to cow farts Just, yeah it, it is what, I, what it looks like is what the driving factor is here but it doesn't change the fact that American beef is under assault they're doing the same thing with chickens yeah, they're doing the same thing with uh, 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 pork producers, which nobody's ever well, wanted a pork yeah, producer in their backyard. And then they're also making fake meat. Uh, the so, Beyond Burger? Yeah. I mean, the problem with that stuff is, have you ever looked at the sodium levels on that? I have high blood pressure. I can't eat that stuff. It's not meat. It's just goo. It's, oh, it's not bad. I've eaten it. It's not. Have you eaten it? No. No? No, I refuse. No, you don't like that hot beet juice dripping no. down your chin? No. <laughs> it's, like, it's like wax. It's, I don't mind it. I've had it. I, I, don't, I don't think it's that bad. The problem is the sodium content on those things is through the roof. And for somebody like me, I can't eat that stuff. Like, I'm not even supposed to have salt, <laughs> let alone a patty made of salt. Which is <laughs> basically, it's a salt lake. Like, I'm being treated like a deer. Like, I'm, I feel like somebody's trying to, like, tiptoe me into the killing range, and then I'm out. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of problems with that. It's not good, it's not good for you. It's really not. So... I mean, I don't know. Personally, I think the only way you're going to get away from herds of cattle is if you start lab-growing meat. Which is just an atrocity in and of itself. <laughs> All right, let's talk about it. I just, I want free-range meat or, you know, something that actually has legs. Well, they can, they can grow the legs. Well, good, they can grow it. <laughs> does it move? You can, you can even pick the leg you want to grow. I want the front yeah. left one. You can, you can, you can get one with five legs. Yeah. Oh, you want a five-legged one? No. No, I... Want you know natural uh, birth and all that stuff. I you could get suffering. one with two heads. I don't actually have a problem with with lab grown meat. I I, I don't know. I why wouldn't you? I feel like why wouldn't something is gonna grow a third arm or something because somebody screwed up the formula and. Well, I mean, my understanding, and maybe I'm wrong here. My understanding is they're just using genetic cultures from live animals, and they're just basically. Allowing the cells to duplicate in a nutrient feed. Yeah, yeah this is. Do this you, are you listening to yourself? I, I hear it now. Okay, I hear it now. I well, got it. okay. No, I, I, I okay. wasn't. I didn't. Once you start, hey, I I'm, never said it out loud before, but it, okay, it's pretty gross. Okay, but still, I mean, have you ever seen a calf being birthed? That's pretty gross. I have. <laughs> I mean, super. I, I'm okay. Like with, so I'm okay with lab grown meat if I'm going to be a space traveler. Right? <laughs> yeah, right? But if, I, if I'm living situation. on planet Earth. I'm feeling like I should be able to and be entitled to like real meat, real Enti beef. You entitled son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm so, on my way to Mars, I'm so, happy to so eat. So you're very anti-lab-grown meat. You're pro-lab-grown meat, but only on other yeah. planets, not yeah. on my planet, mister. Yeah, if I'm, if and, I'm, and I'm, if I'm, I'm on a trip to Mars, I'm happy to have lab-grown meat. Look, I got to be honest. It's, if you cut it right and it's nice and thick and it comes out juicy, meat's meat. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I generally don't question where it came from. My father-in-law pulled some weird stuff out of his freezer. I ate it all. <laughs> I don't ask questions. <laughs> I've eaten a lot of weird things, but I would not. I don't even know if I'd try lab-grown meat. Oh, I like this. We never had this conversation. I, I imagine that, like you know, there's going to be some, like, uh, like the bodies are going to have to adapt to these kinds of things. Like you know, there's you know, it's it's sort of like the vaccine. You know, some people are having crazy negative effects. It's killing some people. Some people are, are not, you know, I, I don't know. Well, you have to cut this but, 
but you, it's probably the same thing. Like I think certain people are going to have, you know, issues with, you know, whatever they're putting in to produce the meat, you know what I mean? Until as a whole, I think, you know, bodies start adapting to the kind of... Well, now I'm really mad I didn't do more research on live grown meat. Because I want to know, like, are they putting <laughs> yeah. stuff in it? Because my understanding was they weren't putting anything in it. Actually, there should they be... They would have they to. Would well, they have to. It's, something into yeah, it. Yeah, it's made with things. Well, like, <laughs> they're going to inject growth hormone and shit into it? Not a, in some well, it's like, like eating chickens now, you know, the way they're injecting crap in chickens that are... You know, hey, do you guys remember? is that any better? At remember? least they get the walk before they get slaughtered. Like that's why you chance to live. That's why you. That's why you went. That's why you went free range. You know, meat, right? Because I mean, um, it sounds like if you want organic, like in the lab grown, if you want free range, it's well, gonna be some guy walking. Around. Exactly, some like, guy walking it around. Yeah, <laughs> go play. I bet they make them dance every once in a while. Like you put on some music and they do like a little cha-cha. All I picture is like jello with probes stuck in it. <laughs> it's pulsating. You know what? We're taking a field trip. This podcast is going to, do they even actually lab grow meat yet? Or is this just like a theoretical thing? I feel like they do. I feel like it's out there. I'm going to. You know what? Now see. that we're on this topic, totally off. But I can somebody explain to me why, why, why GMO is bad too? Like, I, is that bad? They say it is. Gen- is it? Genetically modified. Well, it depends on what they're saying is, but if you eat corn, you're eating genetically modified. Yeah, that's. I, I never understood the GMO argument. Corn, like, corn in its original form is not edible for humans. Yeah, I, I always thought a twenty-pound tomato would be delicious. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, do they genetically modify it so that the insects don't won't eat it? So if the insects naturally <laughs> inhabitants, well, yeah, I, I, natural of, inhabitants of the planet won't eat it. Why? Why would they not eat it? Well, insects um, are stupid. I don't know if you've ever met one. But and the, idiots. So, so. Well, yeah, but there are things that. All right, fair enough. I mean, what is in it no, that, I, that I, the I, insects are deterred from it? Well, and then if you if you're ingesting that into your body over time, I mean, then the bugs stay away from you. Yeah, but there's quantity levels too. Like, I mean, the average insect, you're you know millions of times larger than it. So something that might be toxic to an insect you know, could literally just be something that your stomach enzymes break down before it even gets into your bloodstream. So at toxicity levels for them, it's not even relevant to us. So that's, 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 I think part of what they look at is if you change the food so that certain parts of the food chain don't want it anymore. My concern is more nature always adapts. So what mm-hmm. kind of super insects are we going to make that now want to eat a 20 pound exactly. tomato? Exactly. Like, I mean, that's, I and I maintain right now, and I'm going to start this rumor. So hopefully we can spread it far and wide. But that's where murder hornets came from. It's going to be starship troopers Jill- all over. Yes. And then everything is gradually genetically changing. Don't like if you're if you're ingesting things that are, you know, lab modified. But you're already doing it. You're eating fruits and vegetables that are being sprayed with with herbicides right. and with insecticides. You know, you're eating you know animals that are giving growth hormones mm-hmm. and that are that are given antibiotics and are given vaccines. I mean, you're already doing it. You're just doing it at a genetic level instead of at a surface level. So, I mean, as long as we test these things, I mean, that's my, my whole problem with what's going on right now is, is proper testing is always key. But I don't know, as long as, it, as long as it goes through, you know, we find a couple of morons who are willing to be our guinea pigs and, you know, eat a bunch of weirdly large... I'll eat it. <laughs> <laughs> my, 20 bucks. Mikey likes it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I... I 
I don't necessarily have a, I, I feel like a lot of this stuff is necessary considering we have 8 billion people on the planet. I mean, in, in order to get, in, a, in order to avoid the culling. So, <laughs> you know, it's something's got to give. Either we got to figure out how to make bigger, better, faster food, or, you know, some people got to go. <laughs> like, and, eh. mm-hmm. I tend to err on the side, although I've met a lot of dumb people, but I, I think just, you know, making food would probably be a better solution. <laughs> but maybe not. I don't, I don't know. Tyler seems to disagree. We're disagreeing on everything. I don't know. It's a good podcast. It's, it's tough to say I'd want to eat meat that's grown in a lab. I, I feel wonder. like the emotion that the animal goes through in its life is important to its meat growth. Well, you know what? There's some truth to that. Yeah, like the enzymes and stuff. Because I think they say, and I don't remember how it goes, uh, if you're a hunter... That's like a quick kill. kill. Yeah, yeah, so it's not exerting those uh, dumping all those chemicals stuff into the, yep. the meat because it, it'll change the flavor of it and stuff. So I, I'm sure we'll find a way to reproduce it. But Well, that, that makes a great argument for lab-grown beef then because... Well, no, what he's saying, though, there are, there are also <laughs> chemicals that are released during the maturation process which make the meat delicious. Like when that cow sees a nice green pasture, gets, gets a little giddy, a little jumpy. Yeah. All those endorphins. The adrenaline rush mm-hmm. he gets. Like, no adrenaline bad. Endorphins good. Endorphins. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. And maybe you're right. It's maybe, I, maybe I jumped to conclusions here. I figure it's a problem for my kids to figure out because I will eat meat literally into my grave. Uh, yeah, I'm it's not like going to stop eating meat. Give me a steak. Yeah, I'll buy a smaller house. Like yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, no. I'll raise my own damn pigs. Exactly. I'll, I'll start. Uh, yeah, that's, I'm not. It was actually my goal in life was to have my own pig, raise it from a sow and slaughter it. You got you to gotta name it something adorable. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I just name it by what I'm going to make it into. Oh. Bacon, sausage. Come <laughs> <laughs> here, Bacon. <laughs> That's, you're gonna taste so good someday. It's messed up, man. <laughs> See, now you're pushing me back over to back grown meat. <laughs> See, I've always, always had, you know, people would say, "Well, all these things are bad for you as a human," but like, how long we live continues to extend. No, it's gone right? down the last three years in America. The Life length, expectancy in America is in the last three years. The la- every year for the last three years. Well, yeah, that's because of. Uh, a lot of that has to do with stress of things that are happening. No, that was before it started before all of this. I, I really honestly, and this isn't about politics, I think it's Obamacare. I think, I think a lot of people no longer have a family doctor, which means that you have to go to a clinic. A lot of people just don't want to do that. It's, they just don't go and get medical. They don't get early medical advice. They don't just go to their family doctor and be like, hey, I got this lump. Can you take a look at it? And he's like, yeah, that's a, that's a, you should get that looked at. <laughs> like now they're just like, I got a lump. I don't feel like going to prompt yeah. care. They're a bunch of pains in the butts and they're going to do 5,000 tests and uh, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> like I just think that a lot of it is we've just completely mangled our healthcare system. So you know, people just aren't getting treatment. And the treatment they are getting is so standardized now because the healthcare system is so standardized that there's no you know, there's no initiative of thought. There's no, no diversity second opinion. There's no second. Everybody's preaching the same thing. They all mm. read from the same book. Like it's really homogenized healthcare, which is bad. Yeah. Because the, the best creations come from the outside, not yep. from the inside. So I think that's what's going on. So, so, so I wonder if that's intentional. <laughs> I do. People living too long. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta off this. We already did the conspiracy theory episode. <laughs> you could have brought this up. <laughs> Might have been a good topic. It's, it is a good topic. All these are good topics. You kidding me? I'd totally do vat grown. I'd do an hour on vat grown meat. 
I'd even want to do my own science experiments. See if I could grow like a pork chop. Now I'm, now I kind of want to try it just to I, see. Thank you. Like let's let's one time let's grow, grow some pork meat. chop. Let's see what it tastes like. Go a rack That'd of be lamb. Such a weird experience. That'd be an awesome experience. How do you like butcher it? it? No, just cut it. Grow just it. slice it. Right and I'd want to grow the entire animal too, just no brain. With <laughs> the whole thing. So it's just laying. There. Just laying there. There's nothing. Yeah, Every right. once in a while, it kind of twitches. That's kind of sad. And it's then, fine. There's no brain in there. It's fine. It's just, and then if you could just duplicate the animal, like bring the kids keep... to meet it and like like they can pet it while it's laying there. What's it, wrong it, with Fluffy? <laughs> He's that fine. Would get that would help with the endorphins, right? Yeah, well, there's no brain, so probably not. <laughs> but, but you know, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. So if you could grow, if you could grow animals, oh no, they need the endorphins. You just have to inject the endorphin right into. Well, them. I don't know. In the animal's defense, Tyler and I could be totally wrong about that. Like, we, we think that could be the case, but yeah, I, I do know I have read about at time of death. Yeah, right. That can make that toughen the meat, chemical the flavor. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if the happiness of the animal's life. And I've seen some veal that didn't look so happy. So <laughs> I don't know that they're feeling a ton of joy, but I don't know. I and mean, then, like, Kobe beef is very specific in the diet it's fed. Oh, yeah. And all that stuff. So how do you replicate that? you just grinding up the grass and turning it to its chemical compounds well, and injecting it? And theoretically, all they're doing is trying to feed it perfectly balanced um, grains and mm-hmm. grasses and things like that but if you didn't have to grow it into grass and grains and everything if you could just inject the nutrients directly into the muscle tissue and that's how you fed it then you wouldn't even need the you, every everything you put into it would already be in perfect balance minus all the bad stuff like there wouldn't be any chance of you know pesticides being on the feed that you give it or there wouldn't even be any waste theoretically i mean it would kind of be like an infant growing in a womb well, they've, they've, let's not go down this. Let's path. not go this route. That's, yeah. that's a different thing. But I mean, but yeah, but I mean, it's a feeding tube, and it's like, like it's just using everything and growing, and then you eat that baby. I just see this <laughs> in, the, in the eventual uh, Matrix-style life for humans. Yes, just like the Matrix. We're just in a vat of gel. Which, in. all right, we're gonna go off topic again here. But didn't that ever bother you guys about the Matrix? Why did they have to grow humans? Yeah, we're they clearly trouble. Why wasn't it just cows in those tubes? <laughs> I mean, cows make more energy than we do, and they're not going to rebel. Like, they're just going to walk around in their matrixy field going, moo. They're going to be fine, and then then you eat them, and it's no big deal. Like, like, really, machines? Humans are the ones you decide? Like, the only animal on the planet that's going to give you a hard time. Maybe Yeah, yeah. Like, one animal's going to give you a hard time, and we're going to pick that one. Yeah. Also, probably the least efficient animal out there. Like, we're not even, (laughs) like, it doesn't even make any sense. Sorry, Wazanowski brothers, or whoever wrote that. I forget what your names are. But You're right. Yeah. yeah but anyway, I don't even remember what we are talking about. Supply chain. Supply chain, yes. <laughs> wow. This is what happens when I don't write an agenda. We end up on the Matrix every time. Um, no, so, but, but yeah, so we get supply chain stuff going on with food, too. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's everywhere right now. It's, it's, and to your point, Jimmy, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but I, I do know that Nobody seems to be dealing with it. I mean, I just was telling Tyler right before the podcast. I just heard that um, the, that that they're planning on shutting down another pipeline, which just seems like just no matter what your reasons are, not great timing. No, like, <laughs> terrible timing. like we're heading into the winter. Energy prices are already through the roof, and we're just gonna just gonna turn the tap off. Like, if you had a bunch of thirsty people, would you stop bringing water? Like, I don't understand like what the thought process is here, but. <laughs> 
the timing's impeccable, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's amazing. Winter, they're going to shut down the pipeline. Yeah, why not? It's, it's winter. People, <laughs> people will figure it out. Well, they just overturned the mask mandate in PA, so maybe we could all burn masks to stay warm. Did they officially overturn that now? Uh, it or is it know, January? The appeals court, I believe, four to one, um, overruled the state's authority to enforce it on schools, I believe is what just happened. Okay. So it, it still is probably going to go to the Supreme Court. Yeah. And it could get flipped back the other way at the Supreme Court. Although 90% of the time, the Supreme Court's going to go with the appellate court. Mm-hmm. But you never know. Um, but yeah, that just, I think it was just today, this morning. I say, because I got an email from my kid's school. I didn't get to read it yet, but uh, saying something about mass. But I had seen news that they were going to leave it up to the school districts in January. Well, what that means now is the school boards themselves make the decision have the right now i don't know that they have the right though i don't know if they have any actual authority to enforce it so this is going to make for some muddy situations okay so it would be left up to them but how would they enforce it well they could just say well it can well i guess it depends on the school it's just going to be a personal decision i mean theoretically i guess they could just take disciplinary action against the kids um and just say well if it's not a state mandate then that seems like it would be for them to go enforce it that's like how does the schools have the power then? Well, the, in Pennsylvania, and, and I actually like the way this is done, but in PA, the schools are run by the school boards. Mm-hmm. So the, the there are some... Our school board voted against it. They did. But then the state said, you have to do it. But that was from the... So now they're department. saying the state's not can't say you do it. Now the school board can say, decide. Yeah, well, if they already voted no, then that previous vote would take precedence and they would be maskless now, starting probably tomorrow. I would say Um, our school board voted to mask regardless of the state. So nothing would change at our school unless they decide to reverse their school's health and safety plan would be, is my understanding, but I I don't know what their actual authority is in that situation. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. I don't either. I mean, it's, it's a, everything's so weird right now. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I don't know what's going on. And part of me wonders if it's always like this and I'm, just realizing because I'm more of an adult now and I just didn't give a shit when I was younger. I can't or, I can't believe anything was this jacked up ever. I don't know. I, I tend to agree with Jimmy on this one. I, I, I feel like I... Like, look, I talk to my dad a lot. It's the twilight yeah. zone right now. And he's telling me I lived through the 60s and this is the weirdest time of my life. All right, fine. So, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really engage anyone from an older generation to find out, but I don't know. I just kind of keep to myself. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we're at break. That's yeah. It's thirty. All right. Well, let's let's take let's take five minutes, do the things we do, and then we will be back with more random rambling, which may or may not relate to supply chain. So, <laughs> see you in five. It's everybody's affected by it, but we're seeing it on a daily basis. So, I mean, that 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 tech stuff because nobody makes tech stuff in the United States anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, they make software in the U.S., but yep. nobody makes hardware in the U.S. anymore. Except, you know, Elon. So, um, all hail. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to be waiting for anything. Is there anything that's not, with the exception of just stock parts, like generic hard drives or generic RAM or whatever, is there anything that's not backordered? Well, it's, it's weird because one day there will be, well, I'll give you an exa- example. I sent an estimate to a client this week for a single laptop. Uh, there were 35 in stock. I sent the estimate 
called them immediately after, refreshed the page, and all 35 were gone. Jesus. Just like that. Wow. Uh, and that's how it's going. And so everything I'm, I'm caveating is like, there's 100 in stock now, but that doesn't mean there will be 100, sto- 100 in stock in Five 10 minutes. minutes. Because it'll just, a company will see there's 100 there. I'm going to buy them all. Yeah. Just because I need them. Uh, it'll come, you'll, the shipment, you can tell when a shipment comes in because there's like two or three models that are available. Uh, but then they're gone within a day at the most. Well, I mean, and the problem there is we are all wholly dependent from a supply chain standpoint on West Coast receiving. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, short of doing a Berlin-style airlift, and and even then, then the airports wouldn't be able to handle it. Yep. But, um, and, and I did a lot of reading on this. This is not a new problem. This has been a long, long, long-term problem. I've seen a lot of it. Um, the reason it's so bad right now is one, obviously the docks are antiquated and they have been for a long time. Uh, and most of them are locked in their landmass. They can't expand. Um, but the real problem is we told everybody to stay at home. Yep. So everybody stayed at home for over a year and they just ordered stuff online. So consumption went up. Well, and I think, I think that's an important part too with the whole supply chain is we're all used to one day, two day shipping, uh, and getting things instantly. So we think a back order is going to be, what, four or five days at the most. But things coming from China do not get flown on planes. No. Unless it's some rich company and they need to get this stuff immediately. It's coming over on boat. That's a minimum of a 30-day lead time mm-hmm. to leave the docks in China, to get to the docks in ours, and then you have at least a 10-day Well, and they can't even predict lead times right now. Because exactly. with hundreds of super tankers sitting off the West Coast, mm-hmm. you know, Lead time is really dependent on when do we get to that boat. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's sitting there. But then think about what that's doing to the supply chain. Now, those boats are not going back to pick up more stuff. Right. They're just floating there and not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So this is just going to cause more supply chain issues because they're not building more boats. You know, they're still going to – now they're going to wait for these boats to get released so they can go back over. So I can't it's, – it's, it's hard to imagine that we got, we got boats full of cargo – and nobody to unload them. Well, we have we have a personnel like, problem. We have a capacity problem. Um, the personnel problem is all our own doing. I mean, this is this is all our fault. Like we should not have been. We, we made it okay for dock workers to not work. Uh, there's not been a, a truck driver problem. In fact, CDL licenses are way up, and retention is actually up mm-hmm. on, on CDL truck drivers. We do not. This this is like the great lie in the media. I don't know where this is coming from. Just a bunch of reporters made up a story. I don't know. Did somebody release this? Does anybody know where this came from, this truck driver situation? No. I don't know, but I, I actually saw an article where they were saying that there is a shortage because people who, like in manufacturing and truck driving, because people were rethinking their careers. So during the lockdown, everybody was decide, like didn't want to go back to those types of jobs, and they're, so they're, people are trying to find different career paths that are more that are newer and uh, that's one of the reasons. I feel like they just make these things up. Because if you look at the enrollment for the, the, um, because there is a long haul truck drivers association. Mm -hmm. I think it's out of Nevada or something. I don't remember where they're based. And they maintain the membership of all the long haul truck, both private and organizational. So independents, everybody. They're like, we've got more long haul truck drivers now than we've ever had. I say it's really picked up, in the, especially the last few years. Yeah. And if you talk to the truck drivers, because I've seen a lot of interviews with actual truck drivers saying, well, you know, if that's the case. And they're like, no, all we do is sit at the docks, too. Like, it's mm-hmm. all the docks. They're like, they're like, they're for some reason not showing the other side of that photo. They show all the boats in the water, but they don't show all the 18 wheelers. 
just sitting there waiting to grab something. Yeah, waiting. Because they want to go too. They get they don't get paid so we need anything to, at all to sit there. We gotta right. recruit, get paid by them. We gotta recruit dock workers. What's that? We need to recruit dock workers. Dock workers won't help because we have an antiquated docking system. And they're so, unionized usually and, and and there's a lot of unionization going on, which really muddies up the water. We we have antiquated unloading and loading facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the ability there's so much red tape now. Um, some of it legit, some of it not. But and you add in the customs piece about yeah. customs has to, you know, whatever their random sampling is, but got to go through everything piece by piece because they need to be involved. Yeah, uh, they're saying it's gotten so bad that um, Southeast Asia has started sending tankers through Panama Canal because they don't have a lot of these problems. In I mean, they they do they have them everywhere, but yeah. it's not nearly as bad because they they don't have heavy unionization and they don't have a lot of the restrictions in texas and in florida mm-hmm. and along the gulf coast so they're they're, they're adding what two three thousand miles to their trip just so they can unload yep like they're going halfway around the earth just so they can unload because they can't do it in california anymore it's, just, it's not going to happen mm-hmm. so so now we're getting log jams in the panama canal so as that's massive tank and some of these super tankers can't even go through the panama yeah, they're too big. They're too big. Yeah. So, yeah, so we got problems there. But, yeah, there's no other way to get through. It's yeah. that or go around South America. Mm. But, I don't know this is a side thing, but I, I learned about, and I never thought about it, with these guys who are sitting at dock waiting to offload their boats. Mm-hmm. They only have so much food and yeah. stuff for their trip. So now they're out there, like, half-starving having to get supplies delivered to them so that they can keep their boat running. So I never thought of that part before either. So yeah, well, you got to keep steering. You don't just float aimlessly yeah, as a float. you got to keep the power systems running. Drop so anchor. you got to get diesel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. the, yeah. This thing is a mess. And I don't it's not going to get unchoked for a long, long time. Well, I, I haven't even seen any plans for dealing with it. Have mm. you? No. No, my brother's in the freight forwarding, but he works for UPS and you know manages shipments coming from overseas and he's very like good luck i mean nobody's doing anything for it this is insanity because it's out, even like out of ups's hands they they have no control they oh, can yeah, control they the shipment coming over and charge for their boats but once it gets to the docks it's out of their hands well you'd think the state of california would be all in on this but they've put additional restrictions on private truck drivers so yeah, they're, they're actually making the problem yeah because they're what do they call them alt workers is that what they're yeah doing? something like that something like uh that? i forget what it is but so they've been doubling down on making the problem worse. Like, um, and then the, the federal government's like, well, we'll tap in the National Guard. I'm like, really? You're going to tap in a bunch of people that are taught to shoot M4s on how to operate a heavy crane? I was like, I don't know what they're doing. Like, they're gonna, people are going to get killed. I was like, plus, it doesn't matter because you still don't have the facilities. What you, need, I mean, what you need to do is set up temporary offloading locations, like maybe military bases or something like that, start repurposing them just to get these boats the hell out of there. And get this stuff into circulation while simultaneously expanding capacity so that we don't run into the same issue again. And nobody seems to have any interest in, t- in taking it on. Like, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. I mean, Shit, I'll go on do they trucks. want me to do it? I'll do it. I've, I've done it before. <laughs> no, I'm not actually physically. These are soft hands. I'm I mean, not, not going to pick anything it. up. I'll design the system. <laughs> <laughs> I'll actually go do it. I've, I mean... Shit, I worked in logistics before. No, I got a hang the other day. I cried for three hours. Like, that's, that's not going to work well. That's not a good luck. <laughs> I moisturize. 
<laughs> as Jimmy was out working on concrete all day. He's like, what a pansy. <laughs> he was nice enough not to say it out loud, but I could see it in his eyes. I saw it, yeah. It was yeah. that <laughs> was a shame. It was a twinkle of this would be the easiest fight of my life. <laughs> Sometimes I think it's an act. <laughs> Nothing I do is an act. Come on. Every story I tell is 100% true. Um, so yeah, so that, the, the, the truck driver thing bothers me because it's, it's just not true and it just keeps getting parroted. The port thing bothers me because it's just a distinct lack of planning, which the whole idea is, you know, when you've got logistics and supply chain, long-term planning is everything. Like how do, how do you miss the most important part of this whole thing? It's probably more that they were scraping by and we're fine in the long run. Uh, and then shit hit the fan. Wow. It's like the house, it was just a house of cards. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was a house of cards. Well, and the, the, the just-in-time, we're not, we're not going to, I hear a lot of people say, well, maybe this is the end of just-in-time supply. I was like, it's not going to go away. It no. can't. The, the companies are way too, it's the only way to be competitive. Mm-hmm. You can no longer, everybody's margins are so razor thin yep. that you can't afford to be competitive stockpiling massive warehouses full of stuff. Like, it's just not the way the current global economy works. Saying so, even just the dependence on general technology and chips and all that stuff, you can't stack, stockpile that stuff or you're out of the loop within no. a year. Not I, even a year. I think what it's going to take is a massive automation process. Like it's going to, somebody's going to have to step in and fully automate the docks. Yeah. I mean, Which, I mean, I think it's been a push the last 15 years to get some automation, but even well, still. Well, they're working to automate fast food restaurants. <laughs> No, they have to. I mean, now that if you're going to pay somebody flipping burgers $15 an hour. 20 bucks an hour. Unless people want to pay, you know, 18 bucks for a Happy Meal, you're going to have to start putting some computers in. So there's no way around. I love that they always said that when when the conversation about $15 an hour minimum wage. They're like, prices won't go up. And we're like, what do you mean? Do you you understand how basic economics works? (laughs) This isn't even college level economics. This is like junior high school economics. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like if you used to get paid eight bucks an hour and now you get paid 15 bucks an hour now the price of the labor just doubled yeah i mean i mean (laughs) considering for most businesses the largest expenditure you'll ever make is labor i did go i did go to mcdonald's the other day for i i I haven't been there for probably three years i got a coffee and i think my coffee was like 250 or something so much ended for the being, ended up being like, coffee. It ended up being like seven bucks for, what was it? It was a coffee and I think a cheeseburger. Seven dollars for yeah. a coffee I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm, I'm like, I'm never coming back here again. Ever. Right. Ever. Never, it's not, ever. It's not like it's going to be better anywhere else. I mean, I'll just I, never go there again. I take the family to Chick-fil-A, and it's like a $50 excursion. Ugh, well, Chick-fil-A yeah. is a pretty... That's different. Yeah, but Chicken's still, I don't want to spend 50 bucks on fast food chicken. Yeah. I <laughs> well, this yeah. that or spend 100 bucks at the restaurant. Yeah. And what is really going to happen, this, this is what I predict, is you're going to see a lot more people are going to change their lifestyles over this. They're going to start cooking at home. They're going to start eating at home. I think so, a lot of the, like our entertainment and you the will things, once the free money runs out. The things you the things you do now, like our whole lives are going to change. Yeah. Everything's going to change. These these businesses, what we used to do for entertainment, go to concerts, go out to eat, go to the bar, like all that's going to go away. Yeah. It's going to go away. We're we're heading backwards just because yeah. it's too costly to do it or? It's yeah, it's going to get so costly. I mean, it's just going to be Well, think about it. If a, if a tic- if a concert ticket is now $200 a person, and it's going to cost you fifty to a hundred dollars to park. 
and it's going to be 20 bucks for a hot dog once you're in there and you know 30 bucks for a beer you know you're looking at what you want to go out with your wife to go to see a show and it's a seven hundred or thousand dollar night no you really gonna do it? And then the I'm not gonna do shit, it. No. And I'll then, be like, sweetie, why don't we just uh, I don't know, watch a DVD? Yeah. DVD. I got some. And then the domino effect happens because then the facilities are yep. not going to be making profits. The facilities are gonna shut down. The musicians are gonna start stop touring. Yep. The facilities are gonna shut down and then you'll have it's blight. just not gonna exist anymore. Then you'll have blight, you'll have abandoned buildings, you're gonna have crime sore. Yep. And you're and, gonna but go, don't worry, we're defunding the police, so that's good. The only way you're going to be able to watch a live show is to go into the metaverse. God, no. Jesus, no, please. Dude, all right, can somebody explain that story to me? How did it turn into a death factory? I was watching an interview with one of the EMTs. Holy oh, at that, that Houston show yeah. or whatever? Apparently, uh, Scott, what's his name? I don't know, Travis Scott or something like that, had asked people to bum rush, like break through the gates and not pay their tickets. So it was already over capacity. All right, who is Travis Scott? I think he's... he's uh, when I asked my wife, no... He's a Travis rapper. Scott? I was about to say, he oh. sounds like a country singer, when, but that doesn't sound like a country singer like, type of thing they'd say. I, I said to Sean, I said, who's this Scott guy or whatever? And she's like, that's Kylie Jenner's whatever, baby daddy. So I feel really dumb, but I know the name Kylie Jenner. It's uh, Kim Kardashian's sister. Oh! Uh, whatever the greatest male athlete who's now a female's daughter uh, Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner. Yes, I didn't know what the name. Okay, was. sorry. So these are all Kardashian people. All Kardashian. So he's people. part of the. I don't know anything about the Kardashians. He's, he's like part of the Kardashians. Yeah, he's thing. like one of the leeches, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, so he's like, uh, who's the guy that married Kim? Which one? Well, didn't she have two? Oh, I don't know. Did you I don't know. Uh, Kanye. 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 I know that guy. They're not I mean, married not anymore, though. I don't think they're not married anymore. I don't think so. No. Oh. Apparently, I don't know. <laughs> Kanye was always fun. He was like my favorite soundbite guy. Did you ever see God. his interview with Joe with Joe Rogan? Kanye's? No, I didn't realize he was on the Joe Rogan. Was he on the Joe Rogan show or? I think it was him, dude. Oh, I got and, to find that one. Dude, there's yeah. a clip that came out of it where, where he was said he wanted to rule the like where he wanted to rule the world, and it was pretty like bizarre. Damn, that well, shit. It's Kanye. Like, He's always Everybody yeah, kind of said that. He, he, he says it's off the, off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> like, wasn't he the guy I, that said George Bush bombed the levees? He, yes, it, yeah. he, he blamed George Bush for Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> <laughs> he had some real... Like, like, I know the Bushes have money, but they don't have hurricane money. Bush was like, still trying to tie his shoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't remember that clip. You have to look the clip up. Oh, I got to find it was, that. Uh, and it's, they just took it, and, and Joe, Joe Rogan's listening. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? When Joe Rogan like, gives you that face, yeah. <laughs> like most normal people it was such want to start a di- backtracking. Dude, thing. it was yeah. such a disturbing comment. That like the way he phrased it, it was just horrendous. I'm pretty sure it was Conway. West, why would you want to run the world anyway? It just seems it like was, a lot it of was like, and it wasn't, <laughs> it was like he wanted everybody to be his servant. Like he wanted to be a Pharaoh. Oh, like that you know, was his. And it was like, the that way, also seems terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty horrendous. Anyway. So back to the other, uh, off topic. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All I know is the Kardashians. I don't oh yeah, how did we get on Kardashians? Well, I don't know where the we started with the you? festival in Houston. Uh, the festival. Oh yeah, yeah. So the concert. So, so what happened? Is Astro World is what is is that a? It's thing a festival. That oh, so that's a traveling festival. I don't know if they travel. I or is it I don't like know anything about it. Happens in Houston. I have no that's idea. Why the Astro, Houston Astros. I'm, like, I don't. 
Okay. So was it, it was a music festival that they throw every year? I that I don't know. It literally just came to my attention because fair enough. All these people died. Sorry, but it's, but it's, I mean to ask you a lot of questions. They <laughs> they say it was a combination of lack of security because people aren't working. Uh, the show organizers only had one one person performing at them. Like a festival, typically there's multiple stages and crowd kind of spans across those three or four stages or whatever. He was the only one performing. He had asked his fans to bum rush the ticket lines and break in, essentially jump fences and stuff just so they could come. So you were already over capacity. And he's, uh, from some of the accounts, because I've been reading some and people are describing like you didn't even have room to breathe. Like as you take your, like you're almost in a boa constrictor. Wow. As you breathe, it tightens because it's that close. Somehow somebody fell from these people rushing and then it was just all trampled. Wow. I think it was from the age of 14 to 27 was the oldest person who died. Yeah, so you know what the too. problem is? It see, was like, the, like 12 people died. See, there. those people mm-hmm. never had any experience in a mosh pit. And so they don't I, know how to I don't to think that would have mattered because I, I they literally don't understand how that. to deal with the, with the. But yeah, well, and see, that's the thing that, that's the big thing with this. They're saying about this Travis Scott guys. He was aware of what was happening and never stopped. Like, well, that makes I've him been legally concert. liable. Like yeah. it's manslaughter. Well, he's playing the I didn't do it, but uh, you, there's definitely a video of them him watching them carry someone's dead body out. Uh, wow. But I, I've, I've been in mosh pits, and <laughs> somebody falls, you pick them up. This yeah. was not that case. This was just people trying to get as close to the stage. That's because it was a rap show. Well, yeah, that's my, my opinion, too. Metal people are friendly. Well, I mean, metal. Yeah. <laughs> metal literally. people are shockingly friendly. That's <laughs> where you'll get knocked down. Yeah. You can be the smallest guy. You get knocked over. Yeah. Or somebody so takes a cheap shot. A biker's going to pick you up. You can like, take oh, over. Right, buddy. Yeah. 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 I remember that from my first mosh pit. Like, I was the biggest guy in there. We were all picking each other up. Yeah. Even the security guys came. They're like, you just make sure everyone stands back up. You ever do a mud mosh pit? No. I did one time. I will never do it again. I'll never do it again, period. Like, I, I've only done three mosh pits in my life. And by the third one, I was like, this is just a dumb idea. So fun. But the one time at a festival, it was raining, and there was a pit down there. I was like, I'm going to go to the mosh. I was like 21 or something like that. I was like, I'm going to do it. And my friends are like, all right, idiot. And I went down there, and I came out, and it was just, I, I looked like a swamp just monster. covered. And I was in so much pain. You couldn't keep your feet. Yeah. So every five seconds, you're on your butt. Everybody was. Like, everybody was just falling over. Yeah, and it's then, slippy, and you're moving so much faster and the, exerting so much more energy. Yep. So, ugh. But that was when I was I was light enough that I could body surf them. Uh, see, I never had that advantage. I could never do nah. that. I was usually the guy that had to pick people up. <laughs> so, no. yeah, you were the body surfer, lifter, and they, everybody the, being a line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me next. Me next. <laughs> I was like, okay, junior. <laughs> I'm 29. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Astro. That one was messed up, and that interview I saw with the EMT was really messed up too. Like. I felt bad for the EMTs. Well, I think that's what they said, too. Like, they, they only had a couple of experienced EMTs. Yeah. Other ones were not. But there were people trying to alert others. Like, there was just a, a massive failure. There was uh, a girl who literally climbed up onto one of the, like, filming towers and was like, there are people dying down there. Uh, and they just were like, get off. Get out of here. Wow. Get away. Leave. Like, trying to, like, I'll throw you off of this thing if you don't get out of here. Wow. What the f- I don't know. What a mess. Jeez. See, that's why it's all going to escalate and just, it's just not going to happen anymore. You know, I don't, because of some bonehead. And he did say that I, in my opinion, he's a hundred percent liable. Like he incited that he's responsible for all those deaths. I do not disagree. Well, apparently he's paying for all the funerals. So, Oh, that's really nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. Your kid's dead. Here's here's some money. I mean, such a good guy. I mean, it is like, 
we shouldn't discount that that's not a nice thing to do, but I mean, it's a, I, I don't think he, it's thing. one of those things where, you know, I think the problem is right now with the way everything's going on, everybody's frustrated. And mm. I don't think that he was like, you know, I didn't want to see that happen. I think it, that, you know, he's mad at the system. He's mad at what's going on. And he's like, you know, forget this man, do what you want to do. And then those are the kinds of things that happen. And, you know, when you, you're, when you're in control of a, of a crowd like that, he's like not thinking, yeah. you know, this is what happens when you suffer from a severe lack of leadership. Yeah. At, at all levels. It's just, so, but I they'll mean, turn, they'll turn that and spin it and make it seem like, you know, like, and you can do that very easily. You well, can turn worry, that around those 12 and people say, are all COVID deaths. So yeah, yeah. They were super spreaders. They probably <laughs> <laughs> gatherings, and they probably so, didn't even have their muzzles on. Probably not. Bunch yeah. of animals. I did see a video of them storming the security gates, though. Well, it, Running it, through it. It looked like like Z Nation. I'm gonna have to like, look at that. I didn't see it. I, World War Z. Or I'm whatever. so horrible with following news. I probably should follow the news more. I accidentally saw some of the like inact like inaction people being trampled type uh, stuff. It's just that's brutal. Like it was just still pictures because there, there was a oh there was a couple people who weren't identified. I think that's how I found it. Like they're trying to identify the one guy. Oh, okay. Uh, but they there was like two friends. It was one guy's birthday, and they're like, yeah, bottom right is this guy, and top left is this guy, and they're both laying on the ground. Jeez. Because like, you got they had unique shirts on. Wow. But it's just like what the hell? That's insane. Well, and the, what's what's super scary is we probably would have done it. Well, in, in twenty five years ago, <laughs> everybody was storming the gates. And like, yeah. How do you how do you die like getting stepped on by a hundred pound person? Uh, it's not that it's person. not that it's one hundred pound person. No, usually what, what is, is the, they, they pass out from the lack of oxygen. So you and you fall to the ground. And they just get you're in Houston, Texas. You're in a crowd of how many people? You're not. Yeah. You don't have water readily readily available, yeah. so you're already dehydrated. And the you EM, can't breathe. The EMTs were saying to get from the doors to the area where the peoples were, that the, the people that were down were, was taking them 10 to 20 minutes. That's how tight I'm, the bodies were. Yeah. They, and that, what, maybe 50 to 100 feet? I say, it was I'm, taking them like 20 minutes to get that far because they're so jam-packed, they could not get anywhere. Nobody could move. I remember that I was at a Metallica show and it was and it was like that. We were so, and the whole freak, it was in South Park Meadows in Austin. And, all, and it's hot in Texas. Mm-hmm. So, it, that place held six, 60,000 people. It was an outdoor venue. And I mean, the pit was the whole freaking place. Like typically you just go to the pit. Yeah. Like this whole place was the pit. And the whole thing was just like, you, you're, you know, you're, a, a, you know, 70 yards back from the stage and the whole, the whole place is just moving and swaying. You can't stand still. It's cramped. Yep. So yeah, I guess, I guess that's mm-hmm. similar to what, the situation was that's exactly what I said the crowd what do they call it? crowd flow or something like that yeah just 10 people behind you know all the way in the back move but and everybody else is well, moving too very humans to cattle but it was a that's exactly but honestly if you'd fall on the ground it was like cooler down there but and was, you could get a breath of fresh air well they were they were saying that it was almost like a black hole so a couple <laughs> people fell and then everyone around them was falling because of the swaying and the moving and stuff and oh yeah so it just became oh, now it's a dog we have you're oh, crushed and geez. Okay, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, there's like there's actually some if you go on Reddit you can find some account like people their own account, like the one girl who was on top of the thing, she was describing 
how it was. Like she was on top of one guy who ended up dying, and somehow she made her made her way out to be able to go up there and say something. But she's just like couldn't believe what was happening. Like she couldn't move. Wow. Couldn't get herself up. Well, I'm sure. I mean, anybody with anxiety is gonna start panicking. Oh, you have that too. I mean, there's gonna be some level of anxiety for anybody. You start losing your breath, can't breathe. Yep. I mean, and then think about you know guys like us. Like, what's your first reaction? Make space. Make space. Space space makes it actually worse. Worse for everyone else. (laughs) But I'm big enough that I can probably start moving out at least around the end a little bit, which is gonna make it terrible for everybody. But I'm gonna get my breath, and then you know get a bunch of big guys doing that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's. And, and you know they're going to do it. You, you're like, I wouldn't do that. You'd do that. Yeah, exactly. If you exactly. couldn't breathe, you'd start. I've, I've done it yeah. <laughs> at, at concerts. I've been packed yep. and I've pushed people back Absolutely. just because I could. I can bench press 300 pounds. I guarantee you I can move this jackass <laughs> in front of me six yeah. just like get a breath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guarantee it. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that's terrible. Can, can I tell you my personal story that's that's equally as horrible from yeah. a Jack Johnson concert? Jack Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. Front row seats for my birthday. <laughs> Right up by Jackie J. Yeah. It was going to be a great night. When, oh, it's coming up? No. No, this was like four years ago. Oh. And then Front Row paid, paid a pretty penny for these tickets. Yeah. And then they decided to help the little people. And they put them in the front row. That they were going to put all the people with like the cheapest tickets in front of us in the, in the open area in front. And of course, a team of six foot nine bikers. With way more facial hair than is appropriate for a human being, all stood directly in front of me, and I never saw the show. Oh! And I was like, I paid like four hundred dollars a ticket for this to get front row seats to see see Jack Johnson. I never even saw the show. (laughs) It's like this is the worst. I could have gotten twenty dollars seats in the yard, (laughs) seen more because I could at least see the screens. That's too close (laughs) to see the screens. So I mean, basically, it was the same thing as Astro. Yeah. yeah, that was my astral <laughs> As I sat comfortably in a chair. That's why, that's why I, I never pay for premium seats at a concert. I just make my way to the premium area. I stopped paying for general admission. I don't do the standing room only stuff No, anymore. I don't either. I get seats. That's, I'll just get a seat and in a decent area where I can still kind of see the performer. Uh, my, favorite, that. my favorite is always front row, tier two. Tier two. Because oh, yeah, it usually yeah. drops down below right the stage there. in yeah. tier one. I always love being in that front row tier two. You can see the stage really well. You're a little further back, but you can see everything. And yeah. there's usually a walkway in front of you or something so that you know people can't stand there and loiter. Yep. It's, that's like my favorite spot to be. It's tough to get those seats, but. Yeah. I got to tell you, since we're on the concert, I got to tell you the best freaking concert story I've ever. So we were at a Rage Against the Machine show uh, in Texas. Uh, it was in a. It was in an arena. I think it was down. I think it was in Dallas. So we were. This arena, the drop down, it was like it had to be about 15 feet from the from the first row of seating down to the floor. So I had to grab Gretchen. I grabbed her and I put her under. I got her under her armpits, got her over the wall, and I had to lean down as far as I could and I dropped her and she still was about three feet from the from the floor yeah okay so 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 basically what happened as soon as the the lights went out and you know uh it wasn't even rage cone it was like the first band as soon as the lights went out i grabbed her threw her over and then i jumped down and then came through grabbed her ran into the crowd you know if you i don't know if you guys ever bum rushed stage and shows or nothing okay so so we end up not really no. no No. Okay, so so well, I always paid general admission, and I always went to the stage. 
<laughs> it, okay. was, it was the plan. So anyway, so we're in there. It was two two shows. I just in. stay in general admission. I was just, I just huh? And I feel like a jack. I didn't realize I was allowed to do. I that. didn't. I, yeah, I didn't know. Tickets said stay where you are. Oh yeah. Like, yes, sir. <laughs> I, I didn't see that part. <laughs> Selective viewing. <laughs> so so we're down there, and rage is about to come on, right? And all the place goes black, and then they light up these black lights, and they just sort of like glowed and came on. And it was this this crazy haze, like over the whole arena. And as soon as that happened, the whole freaking arena rushed the floor. So every level, like you had like three levels, and every level had that same drop. And and to look at this, it was like a human waterfall. It was the most Just crazy visual oh, wow. thing that I've ever seen. I can't believe it never made a video. Wow. Dude, it was so the whole freaking arena just rushed and and that drop, boom, boom, you know, everybody like hitting that one section <laughs> and everybody like pushed down and boom, boom. Except boom, for two boom. people. Me yeah, and Tyler exactly. still <laughs> in our <laughs> seats. Wait, what are they doing? Section 19, <laughs> row double J. What is what is <laughs> your pretty sure What is your ticket say? Does your ticket stay say, say like, stay in your seat? Mine clearly says this. Says, says, I don't, I, they must have different tickets. Got a lot of leg room though now. This is nice. Exactly what would be my thing. Spread out a little bit. Yeah, that was crazy. That was their evil empire tour. Do they still tour? No, they're not even. No, they're, they're not, not together, together anymore. No, they're not like each other. Man, that no. show was nuts, dude. There was there too was much. Pit, there was like there was like ten rage. pits there all was, over no, that there floor. Was too there much was structure scattered everywhere. What's that? There was too much structure in the band. Too much structure. Yeah, there was a hierarchy. Wow, we really got like a topic. Well, you know what? Everybody likes hearing about good shows, though. And I, I do think that Astro World is worth bringing up too, because that's a that's a messed up story. Yeah. So, but um, I do think we're out of time. So. Just just to recap here real quick and, and take it back to supply chain. Did either one of you want to bring up something about what's going on right now in any industry? I don't care, but what's happening with supply chain now or, or recommendations or thoughts or things people should be doing. Tyler, why, why don't you go first? Yeah, do your Christmas shopping now. Don't don't wait for Black Friday. Yeah, what did your, what did your brother say? My brother uh, said, and again, he works in supply chain. He works for UPS. He said, if you don't have it by Black Friday, before Black Friday, you're probably not going to get it. Said the, the shelves are already bare. They're going to be even bare. That's a solid piece of advice. What do you got? I'm wondering what's going to happen with the food chains. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, my, uh, you know what? I'm going to dovetail off of that. Um, I've started going to the farmer's markets more than I used to. Yeah. Uh, the farmer's markets are doing great. So if I, if I would have one piece of recommendation is move away from supermarkets get away from big box stores they're all struggling if you can buy local especially look if you're in new york sorry i don't know what to tell you you're screwed but if you're out in a rural area or if you're out in an area with farmland and things like that the, the, the farmers are still they they're just doing their thing well it's a different philosophy too for them right so grocery stores are on a just-in-time inventory, mm -hmm. right? They're getting a truck daily, maybe weekly at the worst. They might have a stock room that's 10 by 15. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Farmers, and I know this from experience, they're going once a week to their own market to buy their materials to bring up to the market. To, you know, They don't get a delivery once a day or once a week. They're, they're stockpiling their stuff and keeping it in their warehouse and then bring it to market with them. So that's why you see 
better availability. Um, I, I think they're going to be the true heroes in this whole thing. Now you're going to yeah. see a lot of the local farmers are going to really step up. You're going to have these farmers markets are going to become hotbeds. I saw $6.99 a pound for New York strip steak. Now, if you go online and look up New York strip uh, raw per pound, I think right now it's going for like 30. What market were you at? Should I even say it? I mean, Something maybe like off that. camera. I'll tell you off camera. <laughs> okay. If anybody wants to know, you have to watch this and then message us and pop a like and I'll tell you which farmer's market. Subscribe. Six ninety nine. I was going to buy like 20 pounds of New York strip. Yeah. Why didn't you? What? Uh, I was with my daughter and I had to go somewhere else. And I didn't want meat sitting in my car. But I'm planning to go back. So she could have carried some. I'll go, dude, we're going to get the meat. All right. It's Jack's, I'd have been like, dude, you're hauling. We're going no, somewhere they, else. It's awesome. They, you can actually, they grow it in a vat right behind the. Wow, uh, that's kind of. Right the, <laughs> that's, just a, that's why it's so cheap because nobody wants to buy it. Right there, yeah. Do you think we're at a, a time where like we really need to think about getting like. Victory gardens? Well, like MREs. Uh, I have MREs. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, do we. Like I would recommend them. I buy mine from Patriots. If a food shortage comes, and that's like the scariest thing, because who cares about freaking chips if you can eat? I mean, who cares about these all these other things? The real scary part is when the food production. Well, and I think you're going to have to see a, a level of supply chain disruption, the likes of which is hard to envision, because we do produce our own food in this country, which is one good thing. Um, and there are people screwing with that supply chain too, but there's only so much you can do to it with how much farmland we have. What you're really going to see is you're going to see lack of availability of things you're used to buying um, that just won't exist anymore. Um, mm -hmm. You're going to see stuff that you're like, well, I always used to buy this here. And they'll be like, yeah, we own that. We haven't seen one on a truck in, in the last three months. Um, so I don't, I don't think you're going to get to a point where you can't get food, at least not in the near term as much as you're going to get to a point where you're going to be forced to eat certain foods because it's the only thing that's available. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, which for some people like me, and it wouldn't bother me as much as other people like Lisa Marie is very particular about what she eats. Mm -hmm. That's my wife for anybody that doesn't know me. Um, and that would hit her heart. If there's certain things she couldn't get. Was that you that was telling me about the farmers, uh, something, I just heard something recently with the farmers and raising the cattle that, they're not allowed to use federal land. That for was grazing. on his podcast. That, that was literally. Did you just say that earlier? Yeah, that was in Before the first the half of the podcast. Oh. It was, yeah, the, uh, BLM, the Bureau of Land Management, is oh, restricting okay. land. Yeah. Did you just show up? <laughs> Jimmy's here. Start over. We're yeah, going to re record. Okay. <laughs> All right, on that note, you I think we're done. Concrete dust. <laughs> we're so Jimmy, good. Jimmy, thank you, man. Also, Tyler, as always, thank so you. So glad we covered that. <laughs> twice. I'm glad we covered it twice. <laughs> Everyone out there, hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. Thank you. <laughs> the Broken Agenda Podcast, sponsored by Laughing Rock Technology. <laughs>